man, people spend so much time worrying, obsessing, and just complaining about things that they cannot control. The only thing you can control is your attitude and your ethics. Like those two things you can control. I freaking hate it when I hear people say, you know, I know I did this or that, but that's not who I am. Yes, it is. That's who you are. Or at least that's who you are in that particular situation. You have the ability to control your ethics. It's a decision. It's a conscientious decision. Just as it is a conscientious decision you make every day about your attitude. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about your attitude when it comes to happiness and what it is you choose to focus on. And this episode is going to be straight talk. It is part two. If you missed part one, you might want to listen to it. Part one is about having a bad day and how you're entitled to have them. But this is your follow-up episode all about your attitude. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. I wake up happy because I do things the night before that I'll look forward to and be excited about the second I open my eyes. Like today, I started my day happy, excited, because I'd found a new Audible book, a book I can listen to on Audible, that I was excited to listen to. And I did that the night before. And I'm telling you that because... I don't think most people realize happiness is a choice and it's a skill. And it means if anything's a skill, that means you have the ability to get better at it. And our attitude is something that we all need to improve. And ultimately, don't we all want to be happy? Let's face it. We do. You can say, I want more money, but at the root of why you want more money is because you want more happiness. Or you can say, I want to find the right person. That's my goal. That's all I care about. Or What's most important to me is that my children are happy. But the reason why you want your children to be happy is because that makes you happy. I mean, ultimately, we want to be happy. And happiness is a skill. So instead of crossing your fingers and wondering why some people are happy or some days you are happier than others, I would like for you to understand that you have a choice and you have an ability to improve your happiness. And it starts with that, choosing happiness. Like we have a sign up in our office at Team Johnson or Smart Life Headquarters, and it says, choose happy. And it's not a cutesy sign. It is a directive. It's an order. (laughs) It's a phrase that has so much power and so much meaning to me personally. I don't even know if I can explain it. I'm going to choose my friends based on those people who choose happiness. Now, Hear me clearly. I'm not saying that I don't have friends who have bad days and sad days. That's totally different. That's called being human. But when there's an opportunity to work on the skill of happiness, that's their default. It's me deciding and choosing to do things that make me happy and putting people in my life who do the same thing. Like I don't get it. These these people who are like constantly complaining about you know, this part-time job that they have or how they hate teaching these fitness classes and how it's so stressful to have to, you know, constantly be doing laundry or how they, you know, the funny thing is, this is just coming to me right now. I know so many people who the one thing that they complain about is the most obvious thing that they could give up. It's usually like a part-time gig or something that they volunteer for or something that they subject themselves to. You know, now that I'm recording this, like right now live, I'm having this epiphany that maybe, just maybe, they need to have something to complain about, that that makes them feel 
normal. Or maybe other things in their lives are going so well that if everything was going perfectly, they wouldn't feel like they deserve their life. So maybe they keep this one thing so that they're just like a little bit tortured. I don't know. We'll have to ask Dr. Michaela about that one. But I can tell you this, it repels me. Like it drives me nuts. And I'm going to ask you to take a moment and just self-reflect. Like this is about self-awareness. Do you do that? Is there something in your life that drives you crazy or that you, you know, you're like, well, I'm just venting, but it doesn't bother me that much. But do you vent about it a lot? Do you complain about it? Does it bother you? Do you think about it? Do you use it as something to talk about? Because it's important to realize that you're doing that. That's a habit. And it's not a good habit. You're choosing negativity. Even if all the other areas of your life are happy and you don't complain about them, if there's this one thing, it's seriously, you could get rid of it. You have the ability to not volunteer or to not have that side job or to not, whatever it is, hang out with this one person or, I don't know. I just see that the one thing that a lot of otherwise very happy people complain about is the one thing that, to me, it's like it's so obvious that they have the ability to get rid of it. So why aren't you doing something about it? My thing is, you must just like to complain. Those are people who I would consider like generally happy, but they have this one thing where they conscientiously choose not to be happy about it. And then there are those people who outwardly, they think that they appear happy, but inside they're not happy. And here's the funny thing about people who try to appear happy, FYI, newsflash, everybody knows that you're not. (laughs) And you know why? Because you can see it in your face, you can see it in your worry, and you can hear it in your questions and the things that you choose to focus on and the things that you worry about. So this could be you if you generally try to put up the appearance that you're a happy person. You rarely complain. Nonetheless, when things happen, you're always worried. You're always thinking to yourself, who's taking advantage of me? And why did they say that? And was that comment directed at me? And are those people angry with me? So these are the people who choose to focus on what other people think and what other people are doing and other people's actions. And are they being taken advantage of? And have they been wronged? Is there a reason why this person didn't call me back? And how come I'm always... It's the person who's like always keeping score, but they're keeping score kind of as a means by which to confirm that things are as bad as they think they are in their head, that like people really don't like them or that people are, you know, out to get them or other people are bad and I'm a good person and I just can't believe all these people are doing this and treating me this way. That's just a choice. Like you are so choosing to control things that are so outside of your realm of control. It's wasting your freaking life away. And it's a choice. You choose to obsess about those things. You choose to focus on them. Let's just say that all of your crazy hypotheses were accurate. Well, so what? What are you going to do? Like there's nothing you can do. It's other people. So the only thing you can do is what you're trying to do, which is to get an army or a team of friends or other individuals to side with you. And yeah, can you believe that happened to me? Or can you believe they did that? And can you believe this comment? And did you see their post in social media? And that was directed at me. What's the point? All you're doing is interjecting negativity into other people's thought atmospheres. And you're showing the world 
what's going on in your mind and your attitude. You're telling everyone what it is you've decided, you've chosen to focus on. Now, if you're hearing that, and there was just a little tiny sliver of some familiarity in what I've just described. Like if that, if part of that fits for you and it bugs you, like you're like, okay, so maybe one-tenth of what you've just described is me. Well, then sit up straight, pull your shoulders back, take a deep breath in, girlfriend or boyfriend, exhale out, and just work with me for a second. And let, let's just let's just imagine that maybe there's a little bit of truth to that sentiment. What can you do about it, right? Like, that's just how my brain works. That's, well, you see, that is a habit. And, and in fact, it's a skill. And the reason why it happens so easily, so naturally, so second nature for some people is because it's a skill that they've repeated over and over and over and over again. And it's a way of thinking that, allows us to kind of protect ourselves, right? Like, so I'm not going to get hurt by somebody else or blindsided by a comment if I'm already on high alert and assuming that people are going to take advantage of me. I won't be disappointed if I'm in my mind, I'm assuming that that's what's going to happen. And if I'm assuming the worst of people, well, then I won't be disappointed when I see their true colors, right? Okay, so what could you do differently? I'm so glad you asked. What you can do differently is choose to focus on something else. You see, when your first thought is, I wonder what they think of me. I wonder if that was directed at me. I wonder if they're taking advantage of me. What all of those thoughts have in common is that they are about you. But if we get in the habit of instead of thinking of ourselves in these moments, thinking of other people, It's crazy. Your brain goes to a completely different area. You have to focus on things that make you feel good. If you're thinking about how other people feel and how to make other people feel and how to lift other people up and even how to win people over, you have no time to think about things that make you unhappy. It is when we allow self-doubt to slip into our mind. It is when we wonder what other people think about us that we are not happy. You can bring to me the most confident, well-rounded, beautiful, has everything person that you can think of. And I'm telling you that when they allow themselves to think about what other people might think about them, they wouldn't register happiness. No one does because there's so much unknown. And that's when our insecurities are at their highest. It's almost impossible. Do you understand? It's almost impossible to feel happy and insecure at the same time. But conversely, it's impossible to feel insecure when you're helping someone else. That makes you feel confident and confidence makes us feel happy. The next thing you can do is build a fortress around your positive thoughts. Now, here's what I mean by that. When you are always worried about what people think or what people have done, all the negative things that could be happening, other people's opinions, gossip, etc., people know that about you, right? And what happens is we tend to form relationships around that conversation, which is never helpful. And then you start adding more people to your life who that's just what you guys talk about. And then you're around all these people who pretend they're really happy, but no one's really happy. But yet we feel a momentary 
um, sense of relief, maybe. And maybe it feels like momentary happiness when we're with this group of people and we can all be gossiping and, and speaking negatively about other people and feels good in the moment, but it never feels good when we lay down at night and think about why, why were we having that conversation? How do I know that? Because I've done it. Dude, I've done that. I'm, I'm human. I'm not suggesting by any stretch of the imagination that I've got this figured out 100%. What I do have figured out 100% is that I can improve. And I do know that when I have engaged in those kinds of conversations, I don't feel better about myself or anyone else. And it's not good. And it's a bad habit. So I try not to do it. And I try to be the person who people aren't comfortable around doing that. Here's an example. Like, if I know something negative about you, or that someone has said about you, but I also know it's not true, or maybe it is true, but it's not going to help you. Like, somebody doesn't like your haircut. Maybe that's true. But that doesn't help you in any way, shape, or form. It's not going to make you happy then you would definitely want to question my motives if I were to bring that information to you. Question the motives of any friend who wants to bring negative information to you that you can't do anything about, even if that information is true. Question strongly the motives of anyone who wants to bring information to you that they know is fiction. If somebody knows what other people are saying about you or something that's happened that is flat out fiction and they know it's fiction and they're bringing it to you just so that you know this person said it about you, I mean, I would question that too. Because what can you do with it? Nothing except feel bad. Recently, this happened to me. I This thing happened in social media where it happens a lot, frankly, because I speak my mind and I'm all I can be is honest. I'm not going to worry about whether it keeps everybody happy or pleases everyone. I just have to be authentic and I have to be honest and I have to be truthful and I try to be funny. And frankly, sometimes when you're trying to be funny, it can be misinterpreted. Well, I had this incident, actually I had two incidences happen in the same week that kind of blew up and not blew up, but you know what I mean? Like, People made a really big deal about them. One was where people were saying that I was endorsing and sponsored by some company that I, I had no affiliation with and I had never endorsed them. Okay, fine. That's it's just flat out fiction. Why do I care? It's not even it's not even okay, show me some footage. Sh- roll the tape. I'm I'm waiting, like it didn't happen, right? And then another one was where a joke was taken out of context. And and either way, the allegations that people were lofting at me or saying about me are to be expected. I'm in the spotlight. You know, I've got millions of followers in social media. So these things, it happens. I expect it. You know, for every positive comment, like, I love you, your stuff's great. You're going to get a certain percentage, equal, not equal, but as your number of positives increases, so will the number of negatives, right? So it all works out in the end. I expect it. But because I have the kind of friends that I have around me, it didn't, ever make me feel bad. Here's why. Because they know not to share specifics with me. In fact, one of my very close friends said, hey, you know, this is, I would feel weird not telling you it's going on. It's going on and it's stupid and you don't even need to see it. But I just want to make sure you know that this is happening on this message board. And she said, and I know you don't want to see it and it's it's stupid. I'm going to go in there and tell people that they're stupid, but you know, I just want you to know. And she knows me. She's right. I don't want to see it. And yeah, I mean, frankly, it had my curiosity. For a brief moment, I wanted to know who was saying these things. For a brief moment, I was curious to know if these were people who, you know, 
to my face were being very kind and saying something else behind me, behind my back online. But then I thought, what do I care? Really? What am I going to do? Go read all these comments and then defend myself. It's who I don't like to read fiction anyways. So what am I going to do? Go read all of these things. And and then, you know, as we do spend hours composing a rebuttal to which that just adds more fuel to the fire. No, it's stupid and it's not true. So delete, like, I'm not going to go look. My point is this, what you allow yourself to take in and what you make it okay for people to bring to you is a habit. I have never swear to God in both my children's lives, I've never read the reviews for any of my products on Amazon. Why? Because there's going to be some negativity in there and I can't fix it. They're done. My book has been written, printed, published. It's done. My DVDs have been rehearsed, choreographed, filmed, packaged, and sold. There's nothing I can do about it except feel bad. So I don't need to expose myself to those things. I choose, I choose, do you hear that word? I choose to protect my positive thoughts. I choose happy. My next straight talk tip to you is this, stop guarding your pennies and start counting your blessings. These are the people that drive me the craziest because they don't understand what's happening in the universe. I mean, oh man, God really will rain down so many more blessings on you when that's what you focus on. It's the people who are, are, are they're counting every penny and this person owes me that and, and you know, this, I was wrong this way and they want to take vengeance and they want to be revengeful. And that's not our job. It's not our role. God does that for us. It is our job to lead with love. And I know that's really hard to hear, especially when you feel like somebody needs to be punished or exposed or, you know, their true colors shown to the world. But it, it's it's not our position. And all that does is keeps you really focused on the negative. And I see so many people who don't realize that this is a habit the habit of like constantly being on high alert for someone who's maybe wronged you or like, oh, I didn't get my fair share. You're again, keeping score and then feeling like you have an obligation. It's your responsibility to make sure the world knows that this person did wrong and that this this person accepts responsibility, which um, newsflash, they never will. Like literally, they never will. So all you do is rob yourself of time and joy and happiness. A great example of this is my sister. My sister is incredibly, oh my gosh, my sister is amazing. Dude, my, anyone I meet who knows my sister says the same thing. They're just like, I've never met anyone who's kinder, nicer, more loyal, down to earth, and like legit. If I used one word to describe my sister, it would be legit. She's just legit. She cares so much about other people. She always does right. Do you hear me with a capital R? When I said the only two things you can control are your attitude and your ethics, my sister, mm-hmm, yeah, girlfriend lives this. She controls her attitude and she controls her ethics. Even when pushed into a corner, even when no one else would know. And that's the key, right? Like Because a lot of people proclaim that they're ethical or loyal or they have integrity and honesty and all these things until push comes to shove, until it benefits them to do otherwise, or until they think that no one else will know. But that's not my sister. Okay, anyways, a little tangent about my sister. As you can tell, I have great love for her. 
Hi, Janelle. Anyways, so this thing happened in her business last year, and it happened to a lot of other people who had similar businesses where, well, without going into details, this situation was going to end up costing her a ton of money. And it was someone who had, had done something wrong. And, you know, she had the ability to correct it. She probably could have. She probably could have created a stink and got that money back. She literally lost thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, I don't even want to go into it, but, and so she was here staying with me and kind of telling me how this all went down. And I said, you know, I'm the older sister, so I'm going to be protective. I'm like, Janelle, dude, you have to do something about this. This is so wrong. You need to fight this. You need to, you know, bring this to everyone's attention. You need to make sure this never happens again. Like this is wrong. Stand up for yourself. You do so much for other people. Like don't allow this to happen. But you know what? It was her attitude. She didn't feel like it was personal. It wasn't about her. She knew and reminded me it was about them. She also reminded me that all that it would do is take up like a week's worth of her time writing emails and arguing back and forth with people. And and it would take time away from the other people who are on her team, who she serves, who, who do write. And, you know, she just reminded me that it'll all work out in the end. Shaleen, we are so freaking blessed by the people we have on our team and the amazing blessings we've had from the business that we're in. And it's just a waste of time and energy to focus on these small things. Pennies, that's my words. That's focusing on pennies. Instead, she chose to count her blessings. And that's a choice we all have. You can guard your pennies and fight and squabble and decide that people are wrong and that other people need to know that this person's wrong and ask for people to choose sides and think that you need to expose others for their wrongdoings, etc. But the bottom line is you have a choice. And when we choose to focus on negative, even when it's the negativity of other people, that's still choosing to focus on negativity. Focus on happiness. Focus on positive. Be more positive. Take care of other people. Happiness is a choice. We want to be around happy people. Happiness is contagious. The happiest people are the ones who get the opportunities. Now, before I end this, I have to say this. There's a difference between being authentically happy and being overly bubbly. Like, that's not happiness. That's putting on a front and not really getting to the root of happiness. And I'm, I'm just going to say that because I just want to be clear what happiness is. Happiness is a feeling inside. And what it looks like on the face of someone else in their body language is a calm confidence. Happiness isn't a personality trait that you recognize by the person who comes bouncing into the room like, I'm so happy and always smiling and always upbeat. Always upbeat isn't authentic. Happiness is, it's a gentle feeling of peace inside. It's not an over the top, I'm going to be the person that gets everybody else in a good mood. Happiness is a sense of peace. And so when you're around happy people, they make you feel at ease, comfortable, One way to know you're around someone who probably isn't happy is that they are going to be acting overly happy and it's so hyper intense and all the time and and it only comes at level 110% that you know something inside of them is unhappy. And if that hit a little too close to home, I want you to think about this. Why are you afraid 
to not appear happy? And how much easier would it be if you could actually be happy instead of putting on happy? Just to be happy. What would that feel like? It's possible. Anything's possible. You have the ability to control your attitude and your ethics, those two things. In order to change your attitude, in order to change your outlook, in order to change the way you feel and you think, you can do this through practices. And I, you know, I've said it a million times. You've probably heard it already a hundred times if you've listened to some of my previous episodes on The Shaleen Show. I always say the shortcut to that, if that's something you struggle with, is therapy. Like this family, we are big advocates of therapy. Everyone in our family has done it. I see a therapist once a month. I'm proud to say that. And it's why? Because it's a shortcut. It's the ultimate happiness hack. I don't put that burden on my husband or my friends. They're not trained to help me with these things. But it's so great to just once a month have a standing appointment where I can just kind of process through these things. So have no shame or anxiety over the thought of seeing a therapist because it's pretty dang cool. But in the meantime, you know, if that's not in the cards at the moment, maybe financially or just whatever stage of life you're in at the moment, I'd like to just recommend that you become really aware of those moments where you have a choice to choose happy. Hey, thanks so much for making me happy. Every time I read one of your reviews on iTunes, they're awesome. And I might mention, if you have figured out by now that I don't always produce episodes on a very specific schedule... One way to make certain that they show up on your phone and you're notified immediately when I do upload a new episode is to double check right now to see if you've subscribed to the show. You've got to go to your podcast app and you go to the search window. Stay with me for a second. I'm going to explain this. Podcast app, search window, type in Shaleen Show, and then click on the actual show image, like it's like a little graphic as opposed to an individual episode. Like this was an individual episode. So you're going to actually click on the show graphic. And when you do that, it shows what will pop up is like all the episodes below it. And it'll say review, subscribe, all those things like right below the show graphic. And then in the upper right hand corner, it'll say subscribe or unsubscribe. So if your button says unsubscribe, that means you're subscribed and I love you and you're in the tribe and I'll send you a Christmas card. But if it says subscribe, that means you haven't done it yet. So click that button and that way you'll be notified next time I release an episode. Because dude, I love spending this time with you. You are thebomb.com. And I'll see you on the socials. Interested in being in one of those test groups for my upcoming metabolism program? Awesome. To get on the wait list, go to dietbetatest.com. Again, that's dietbetatest.com. Enter your name, your email address, and you'll be first to know when we open up our next test group. Please keep in mind that we are not able to admit those who may have any type of medical condition under a doctor's care for chronic illness. If you are pregnant, breastfeeding, trying to get pregnant, or in recovery from an eating disorder. Test groups are specifically for those who have identified themselves as weight loss resistant, struggling with your ability to lose weight. This is not an exercise program. Rather, test participants should have a minimum of 10 pounds to lose and have struggled for six months or more with weight loss resistance. 
To learn more or to be notified when we're conducting our next beta test, please go to dietbetatest.com. Again, that's dietbetatest.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.